How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this show where we're going to be talking all about movies, TV, and just about everything else in between. I'm joined today by my co-host of this exciting new show, my good friend, an avid movie lover, Yoni Gutgaard. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? How's it going, guys? Really excited to be here. Really excited to get the show on the road. Let's get it going. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to having you on this first episode. And Thank you. Thank you. Throughout, and I'm just... I, it's really because... I know how much you love movies, and it's almost as much as I love movies. I do. And so we have a really great call sheet. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we got some big topics on board. But I think before we do that, we should tell you guys a little bit about ourselves and hopefully entice you guys and continuing to come back to the show. So, Yoni, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what your favorite movies are or something like that? Favorite movies, TV Whatever's on your mind. All right, so let's just uh, start with favorite movies. So one of my favorite movies ever is Superbad with Jonah Hill, Michael yeah. Cera. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely hilarious. I saw it when I was a young kid. I can't remember laughing that much since seeing that movie. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's, um, uh, I don't it's know. I've seen one. that movie since about 70 times since. Um, I love the movie Whiplash with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Mm. Also a fantastic movie. That was recent. That was recent. Two, two, three years ago. Probably, I think right? 2016, yeah. I think. 2015, yeah. 2016. An amazing movie. And then yeah, I love movies movie. like like Pink Panther. Me and my family watch it all the time. Mm -hmm. I can quote the entire movie. The Rush Hour series. Um, the Harry Potter series. So yeah. stuff like that. You yeah, know? You've, you've, got, you've got a nice variety. Variety of movies, which is exactly. Great, great for this show. What about you? We're, we're, we're hoping to bring you guys some curated topics but also at the same time you know for the casual movie goer we're gonna, we're gonna be talking about everything Absolutely. we're gonna be talking about everything you, movies tv just all of it now you tell me yours um me uh my favorite movie of all time hands down uh is goodwill hunting which i can't believe you only got around to seeing i know what was it like a month ago a month ago i, c I can't believe it either yeah i i I remember, I remember seeing this movie for the first time. It had to be ten years ago. It's brilliant. Um, excellent, excellent movie. It's uh, not my I'm fault. Just, it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, it's easily some of the best performances I've seen, um, especially because, and, and I'm biased because I've got you know my favorite actor and comedian who's in Matt this Damon. Movie. No, not Matt Damon, but uh, he was actually rather funny in in Thor. If you remember, he had like a little cameo. Don't remember little it. Little one. Um, but I know he's very handsome yes, he's, in Goodwill Hunting. Quite, he's quite good looking. Quite the looker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely good looking. Um, but no, I was talking about Robin Williams, and uh, yeah, and he he's he's outstanding. He was great in that movie. Uh, another another one of my favorites is definitely uh, Spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, one Best Picture. I think it was in 2015. Uh, it was that first year when when you and I in first year did that uh, our Oscar pool. Uh, oh, I was yeah. one of the only people who predicted that they were going to win Best Picture. Um, no one thought that movie was going to win Best Picture. It was not it, likely to. It won. Uh, it must be it yeah, been, 2015. It been, 2015, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I think that, that movie really shed light on a topic that was real, not talked about enough. Um, and and it, it, it was concerning, and it was excellent. Great performances all around, just great film. And then finally... Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my last the last one for me is gonna be the Dark Knight. Uh, okay, it's it's some of the best things we've uh, at least I've seen. One of the best grounded performances in of the Batman that I've ever seen. Um, Christian Bale is great. Um, 
and and we can't deny the fact that Heath Ledger as the Joker was tra- I don't know how else to describe it except transcendent. He was he, he the best supervillain I've ever seen and one of the best performances yeah. I've ever seen as a supervillain. Yeah. For um, sure. I, one I, of the best performances I've ever seen of any actor ever. I mean, the way he captured that role was insane. Uh, I just I thought all of it from him just Choosing what he, the wardrobe, doing his makeup and hair all by himself, um, to 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 the way he delivered his monologues and and how there was always a, a variability to them. You know, it was just yep. they were never the same. They were Do never. You want to know how I got these scars? There were, but there was a few reasons there, right? Yeah, yeah. There was, <laughs> you know, he liked to live his ways. life as a multiple <laughs> choice. I guess you could say. Um, ah. But but which it was, comic book is that from, Jesse? <laughs> uh, that one's the Killing Joke. Oh, I didn't. The okay, <laughs> I was um, okay. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's great. Um, we could get into some TV stuff, but I think I think we want to we want to jump into our big topics of the day, right? We we want to get into our call sheet. I think, right? I think so. And perfect way to transition, actually, mm-hmm. with you mentioning the Dark Knight. Um, this summer. Yeah. I mean, right at the end of the summer. Yeah. Uh, the Joker. Directed by Todd Phillips came out, and there's a few reasons why, you know, we wanted to bring up this movie. Um, so first of all, I mean, other than the fact that we loved other it. than we love that we actually got to see it at TIFF <laughs> yeah. on. Let me just bring up the ticket right in front of me. September 10th, 2019, 2:30 p.m. Princess of <laughs> Wales Theater, uh, row E, seats 37 and 38. Uh, we were actually one of the first to see it, right? We saw it on yeah. the second night. Yeah, yeah. On the second we saw it on the second day. The second showing. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get, we didn't catch uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but we caught Todd Phillips. Yes. Todd so Phillips that was absolutely was present sick. and <laughs> gave a speech. That was sick. Uh, he just told us to be prepared for what was a slow burn, um, but well worth it in we'll, the end. We'll get into that a little bit, but yeah. first of all, um, this movie is uh, the highest R-rated. The highest grossing R-rated film of all time. And it, that's, when that's, the, what, how, it that, passed a billion. It passed a billion dollars this past weekend. Wow. Perfect, ti- first, perfect first, timing for this podcast. It's the first R- <laughs> I know, right? It's the first R-rated uh, film to ever cross a billion dollars, which is huge. You know, considering, R- considering even if you consider even the Batman movies, the only two other Batman movies to make a billion dollars were The Dark Knight and yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. Wow. So... This is huge. This is this is this is massive, especially for a, a villain, right? Yeah. So this movie could easily be considered the best movie of the summer, maybe the best movie of the year. But that's a for you know movies. We still got a ways away, but but uh, it's uh, not too early to start the, the awards discussion. I mean, we're five months out. the The ceremony for the the Oscars, I think, is like February 9th or sixth, yeah. something like that. I, so I, I could check again later. Just just to um just to mention some of the movies that's actually passed mm-hmm. on the all time. Hit me with uh, them. R-rated list. So both Deadpool's are actually at two and three, which wow. Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. Those, in terms Deadpool, of R-rated, I still stand of the by. I still movies. stand by that Deadpool is outstanding. Yeah, both of them were so funny. Yeah, well acted. Yeah, um, it actually passed all three Hangovers, and we know how funny the Hangovers are. Yeah, Todd Phillips outdid himself. Todd Phillips actually, I completely forgot Todd Phillips directed the Hangover. <laughs> He outdid himself absolutely. Uh, movies like It. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a horror fan. Uh, if you're um, what's his name? Stephen King. Stephen fan. King. If you're a Stephen his King fan, I think money. I think It was really good too. Um, I'm looking at the list right now, and it looks like uh, 
the movie uh, Saving Private Ryan is on this list. Apparently, it's an R-rated movie. I still can't. I don't know, that. but I thought it was PG. Saving Ryan, Saving Private Ryan was amazing too. So oh, it passed great. a lot of big oh, yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Big the Matrix, right? So oh yeah, the, the Matrix, Matrix is on that list. I just saw it right it's a now. Great movie. Love the Matrix. So this movie, obviously, if it's passing a billion dollars, it must be pretty good if people are paying money to see it. Yeah, paying I mean, this much. I mean. I've seen it twice in theaters. How many times have you seen it? Have you been, gone a second time yet? I have not been able wow. to go a second time, and I'm wow. super disappointed. Ridiculous, Jesse. Um, but you know what? I'm very proud of the fact that it was able to get to a billion dollars, and it didn't take multiple contributions from myself. So, uh, not that that would have made a giant impact. <laughs> I don't know. We dropped quite numbers. a bit of money to see it at Princess of Wales. So, yes, I don't know. Yes, but uh, but you know, but what's crazy is when we were looking for tickets, we were even talking about premiere night. But we got our ticket. We were, we were fortunate. We, we were jumped very on ours. Lucky. We got ours for like thirty bucks a piece. Yep. But tickets in the back, super high up in the mezzanine, were hundreds, for hundreds, two hundred and fifty dollars each. There's no way I'm paying $250 to go see a movie that I'm going to see a month later. And it wasn't the premiere. It wasn't even the premiere. At Cineplex, it wasn't even the premiere. It was the day after. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. People were paying the money. This, the, it was full. It was full. It oh, was full oh, of people. Oh, absolutely full. So, it was a Tuesday afternoon. So I have a question for you about the Joker. Two mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, One, is it the best R-rated film ever? Mm-hmm. Just because it's gross the most. Is it the best R-rated film ever? That's and two... Question. Does it deserve the money that it made? So the pl- plot-wise, acting-wise, director-wise. Mm. Director like, well, so okay. let's answer the first one To first. answer your first question. Is it the best R-rated film ever? Uh, unfortunately, my opinion isn't dictated by how much money it makes, but the, the way the business works is that studios exactly. are, are determined by, oh, did this movie make a whole lot of money? Let's make another one. Especially when considering the movie made a billion dollars against a budget that costs $65 million, apparently. Wow. That's uh wow. That's massive, considering movies like um, Avengers or Thor had budgets north of a hundred million dollars or yep. two hundred million dollars. This is massive amounts of profits for Warner Brothers. Like it's just huge. Um, mm-hmm. so I would I would definitely say it's it's certainly up there with some of the best R-rated films of all time. Definitely, it, it must be. But in terms of like, which movies did the most for the industry? Movies like The Matrix, right? Yeah, Save, saving Private Ryan in the game. Saving Private Ryan, I yeah. remember what, that. I like Saving Private Ryan more than I like the Joker. But you know what? But you know what? If if Joker is able to sort of pave this new way for different graphic novel properties of like all types of varieties to sort of get their own, in a sense, character study. Yeah. Right. And, and low budget, um, sort of grounded takes on, or, or or not even necessarily grounded, but new takes and new ideas on 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 these different IPs and different characters. I think I think that's a really excellent opportunity for creatives in the industry. It, the the thing is, is that when I was watching the movie, it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. It felt yeah. like a movie about a madman driven insane, yeah. causing him to do all these things. I mean, it, it, like watching it as a standalone. I just told my buddy to watch it, and he said, "Do I need to know anything about the Batman?" I said, "You don't, because it's no. it, it could be its own movie. Didn't, right? Didn't need to be called the Joker, right. but the fact that it was called it kind of." alludes to the comics mm-hmm. but also can be standalone so that's why it paves a right. new way to do those kind of movies no you're 100 percent right and but but to go with your second question um in terms of does it deserve the money does it deserve the money uh i think absolutely absolutely the, does. the, the, the movie had this outstanding just sort of like aesthetic to it the yeah. way it was shot um like the, the the color palette was sort of muted at times but then it contrasted that with, you know, like like Arthur when he wasn't down on himself. It was bright and colorful. Yep. Um, 
and, and the whole time you were so focused. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there was in it like he was in every single frame of the movie. Arthur Fleck, like like Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix's character was in every single frame. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. he wasn't in any scene in the movie. I think um, so. I think so. Which is really outstanding considering the performance, the physicality of that performance that he gave. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I heard according to an article in the Variety, he dropped like 50 pounds. To, to get the like to play this role. Any actor, I mean, very Christian Bale. Oh, very Christian Bale. Uh, I mean, he's gone the machinist from dropping Batman, weight but to adding weight. I know. Weight. I just saw an article about him that says he needs to stop yeah. <laughs> his weight circulation because it's not healthy. But he really fit the role, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. He really portrayed the Joker well, like this dark, creepy. eerie figure. And I think it absolutely deserves the money. Like I came out of that movie thinking that was brilliant. He yeah. really, really hit that role out of the park. I mean. I mean, the movie the got directing a couple, was amazing. The movie got a two and a half minute standing ovation, which is not huge, but it's I've never movie. given a two and a half I've standing ovation s- to a movie. Yet. Have you ever been to Cineplex or whatever? <laughs> Imagine cinemas and stood up after seeing a movie. Never, absolutely yeah, never. never. So I don't know. That I think it nice. absolutely deserved the money. Um, Todd Phillips really was really different from what he usually mm-hmm. does. The hangovers, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. due total, dates, total like this is a war dogs total. This like, is a one eighty, but I does. think he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first real dive into these gritty dramas from a guy who's. I, I hope he continues. I hope he continues. Absolutely. If if he's gonna give me more of this, more of this. Sure. Um, um, so just so, so if you guys want to go see this movie, if you guys want to go see this movie, just so you guys are aware, um, Joker is uh, a movie about a guy who is forever alone in a crowd. Failed comedian Arthur Fleck who seeks connection as he walks the streets of Gotham City. Arthur wears two masks, the one he paints for his day job as a clown and the guys he projects in a futile attempt to feel like he's part of the world around him. Isolated, bullied, and disregarded by society, Fleck begins a slow descent into madness as he transforms into the criminal mastermind known as the Joker. The Joker. So, so that was just still a quick playing synopsis in theaters. read online. Um, it's still playing on theaters, definitely. So I just want to, sorry, before we move on to our next topic, which is... Um, sort of related. Sort of related. I, I just want a, a quick comparison to Heath Ledger as a Joker, as you brought up before. So Heath Ledger's... It's fair. It's a fair way to for the stop last, for the continue last, with this. When that movie came out, 2009? 2008. 2008, sorry. It's okay. Have you, ever thought, have you ever thought that anyone would ever be the Joker better than Heath Ledger was? No. Have you seen Jared Leto's Joker? It ta- he has the word uh, damage. damage tattooed on his forehead. What? That was awful. Like it was it awful. Cl- like, uh, like, oh, I, yeah, I don't enough. know. It was terrible. It was. Terrible. I, I, I didn't love the gangster vibe he sort of had. Yeah, I didn't it like it. For me. Um, it obviously, like it was a different take on the Joker, but I think it was a really bad take on the Joker. It's fair. Joaquin Phoenix. People are saying he's been better than Heath Ledger. People are saying there's no one that can compare mm. to Heath Ledger, but I think it's a difficult comparison to make. They're very different. So Joaquin Phoenix kind of had this more like react he was more reactive than proactive like everything mm-hmm. that was happening was kind of in the moment kind of thing yeah, like yeah. as he was driven into madness all these things he was doing because right. of the because because of him being driven into madness but absolutely Heath Ledger Heath Ledger was different he was different Heath Heath, Heath Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker while as the viewer you're still watching it from the Batman's perspective and you think that oh the Joker is acting like sporadically erratically and just choosing whatever he sort of wants to do in this moment the Joker has a, had a meticulous plan that was clearly laid out. We were just not made aware of that as the viewer until later in the movie. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to say that while the performances are hard to compare, the Jokers themselves are quite easy to compare, I think. Uh, um, okay. I think, I think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is exactly as you described him, reactive rather than proactive. Mm-hmm. Ledger's Joker was the complete opposite. 
He was he was he was meticulous, organized, uh, and while 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 like like crazy and insane and completely a loose cannon, he was. There was a, a head of the game. A method to the madness. Yes. A, a method to the madness. So. I wanted to madness. say that, and I got to say it. There a method go. to the madness. There you Everything go. was calculated. Oh, absolutely. Like the boat scene. Oh, 100%. You, you, you have to have... There has to be some planning to get civilians and then all the criminals onto two different... But like, there has about, to be a lot parade? of planning. And what about the parade? How he organized uh, the, 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 the what would have been the execution of... Uh, the of the mayor of the mayor, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That took a whole lot of planning. So he he, he was, anyways, both unbelievable. Both, were great. both unbelievable. I mean, I hope I I hope we get a second Joker by Todd Phillips. But if it stands alone, then I wouldn't be upset about it either because it doesn't need. It's not a movie that needs a sequel. They might make a sequel because obviously they made a f- so much money. So much money. So they might make a sequel, but yeah. we'll see. I mean. There was some uh, in the movie. There were some little nods to uh, Easter eggs. No, Easter eggs nods to Batman fans, mm-hmm. and this would be a good transition and transition to the recent news of the Batman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, we've got some big news uh, as of late. So, um, director is clearly rolling wrong along r- over at uh, ready Warner to go Brothers. apparently. So. Who do we have on this movie? We don't have much information on the movie no. other than other who, than who other was than, cast so, as so, who. So we have, we'll just so run we by that cast. quickly. We have a director. Yep. Um, and we also have a composer, okay. um, which well, is cool. Um, but let's let's start with the director. Um, so Warner Brothers has tapped um, Matt Reeves, who is producer and director on the rebooted trilogy of the Planet of the Apes. Which were um, all really, really good. Which were very good. I was a, I was, I was a big fan. I wasn't a fan um, of the la- uh, of the last one. It was a war for the planet of mm-hmm. the apes. Although, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I don't much think of a he war. actually directed war. I think he might have only been a producer on war. Um, there was Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was the best one in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then War for the Planet of the Apes. I mean, no, he actually did. He did direct it. it. Yeah, not not as good as, but still a fantastic trilogy. Yes, yes. I have it on Um, DVD. Believe it or not. Yes, it it was. It was excellent. It was. It was. I I do believe it was. It was excellent. Um, He's also done other other horror movies. Movies like um, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. uh, Let Me In. Mm -hmm. Among others. Um, and they were good. I've seen Cloverfield. I've seen Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen his other horror movies, mm-hmm. but the movies that I have seen that he's done were really good. Yeah, they were pretty good. So just just to give a little bit of a so, so of does that mean? Idea. Sorry, sorry to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, no, do you think no, no. do you think the Batman's gonna have like this dark feel because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a so, horror director? Well, so so Reeves actually was quoted by uh, uh, I believe it was actually Variety as well. You um, love variety, saying, huh? Hey, you know what? It, Collider, variety, variety, the Hollywood Reporter. They, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're 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 reliable Good source. trades right yeah, now. You know what? Twitter. Um, so I see them on Twitter. We've stated in an interview that, that the film will feature an almost noir-driven detective ah, version of Batman that will emphasize the heart and mind of the character and will take inspiration from directors like Alfred Hitchcock, okay. which I think is super exciting. Yep. Um, and I, I honestly, I'm very, I'm very excited to see a Batman that's. Back to his roots of being the world's greatest detective. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because we've seen the the brooding, big, hulking like Batman we saw with Snyder's Ben Affleck, and then we saw the Have really we... grounded Nolan with Chris, uh, Christian Bale, and we got a little bit of his detective work when he was sure, you know, but he's not. It's more. It's more. It's more brute force and anger right. rather than. There was more. Let's figure out what's happening, kind of action, thing. Exactly. You know? Which is. I hope there's action. Obviously, the action is awesome, but we want to see the path to the right. action. Exactly, kind of exactly. 
So uh, cast wise, uh, cast some wise, big names. I don't know how I feel I, about them. Right, but I'm 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 very excited about this cast personally. I think it's because you love of... Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, with that little giveaway, um, our, oh, wait, our, our man who was cast as the uh, the man in the cowl, Bruce Wayne, and the Batman. The man in the what? The cowl. It's, What's a cowl? It's, it's what he wears. His mask. It's called oh, a cowl. I thought you were gonna say. I, th- I was ready to say the man in the cape. <laughs> the cape and cowl. Ca- the man in the cape and cowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So that's gonna be Robert Pattinson. All right. Uh, of yep. Twilight fame. So if yeah, if you have if you haven't heard of him, uh, he I was a sparkly I was always, vampire. I was always Team Jacob, so I don't know how I feel about that casting. Mm, yeah, no, you were Team anyways, Jacob versus Team Edward. Anyways, he was also Cedric Diggory yeah. in uh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter Four. Yes. Um, if you don't know him from Twilight, but you probably know him from yeah. Twilight. And then he's done as of as of late. He's sort of been out of the blockbuster game. You know, he's sort of shied away from big studio pictures that are going to be involving lots of media, and he's sort of stuck to his low budget, gritty quality indies. Um, so so we'll movies see. like Cosmopolis, Good Time, High Life, and most recently, um, The okay. Lighthouse, The King uh, on Netflix. Isn't there a movie called The King on yeah, Netflix? Yeah, so uh, with um, Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, so uh, a movie did just premiere on Netflix, The King. Um, apparently, he has uh, a, a more uh, like a smaller role in the film, but he's the when king. He, I think. When he when no, actually, Timothy Chalamet. It's 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 about Henry the Fifth. Oh, okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yes, um, I know Henry the Fifth. Yeah, he comes after Henry the Fourth. <laughs> that was a bad um, joke. Let's move on. Um, and then, uh, and so yes, he is in that movie, but he and he steals scenes um, okay. in his in his have smaller role. I have not, but my brother has seen it. He said it was great. Okay. He has recommended it for me to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to All it. All right. Um, so who else do we have? We um, have so you can't really cast Batman without you know his ally in the GCPD in the Gotham City Police Department, and that's Commissioner Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. who's going to be played by. None other than Jeffrey Wright, um, yep. which I think is a huge get um, for Warner. A lot of huge, huge gets in this yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. I think there's a uh, – I, look, I'm still standing by. This is, this is a nice cast they've sort of set up here. And it's it's clearly getting a very different vibe than what we've seen from the previous where, DC movies. Where have we seen Jeffrey Wright? I know I've seen him in The Hunger mm-hmm. Games yeah. as um, – what's his name in The Hunger Games? I don't remember, but uh, – yeah, he was great in the Hunger Games. I haven't really seen Hunger him in much else. He's been Jesse in the Bond has. series. Oh, um, he's in Westworld, the TV let's, show. Let's not let people know that I haven't seen the recent Bond series, and I'm doing a movie podcast. So, so okay, so if you've seen if you've seen Bond, okay, who was the last Bond you saw? Brosnan? Was it Pierce Brosnan? I've seen some of the Craig movies. Like, what have I seen? I've seen. Um, Did you see Spectre? Spectre, the one with Christoph Waltz. He's yes. one of my favorite actors in yes. Hollywood, and he's, he was amazing he in Glorious Bastards yeah. and Django Unchained, and. I think I saw Spectre to see Christoph Waltz, but uh, you know. Um, but Anyways. yeah, so he's also in Westworld. Um, and That's a big show. It's, it is. It's I've, a big heard, I've definitely show. heard of it. I've never seen um, it, but he was he was he's very good at it. Um, okay. And then uh, he's he just recently was announced by uh, Disney at D twenty three to be voicing a character in their new animated show, What If. That's going to be exclusive oh, to yeah, Disney yeah. Plus, which, which we, we will get, get into, into later. Um, uh, and so yeah, so I think I think this is a nice get. I think it's really, really big to make this sort of change because in previous iterations of, of Commissioner Gordon have always historically been white, and now they've decided to cast someone who's African American. And I think I think it's a nice change. I think the cast that Reeves is sort of uh, assembling for this movie is um, inclusive and diverse and and just so different from every sort of Batman we've seen. Sure. But 
also giving us a little bit of a callback to like the Adam West series of Batman, which was this sort of campy vibe, but it was a really diverse set of actors for this diverse roster of characters. Yep. Um, so who else do we have here? Um, we've got Zoe Kravitz, uh, few, actually. Yeah, we, so we've got a few villains announced. One of them is going to be Catwoman, who is going to be played by none other than Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. as Yoni just said. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> Jump the gun there. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. Um, what has she been in? She she was in Mad Max Fury Road. She was Road. in Mad Max she Fury was one of the, Road. Um, um, she was one of the girls that Max was transporting, yes. I'm pretty sure, with um, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, thank yeah. you. Uh, um, she was in Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts as uh, Lita. Yes, Lita Lestrange. That was probably her biggest role up until now. Yes, in was film for sure. Um, in TV, I would have to say probably not, considering she had a starring role in HBO's Big Little Lies. Okay, which, that's her biggest t- um, right, movie role then. Right. Uh, I would likely say sure. it's definitely her biggest franchise movie. Okay. Um, so this Catwoman, playing Catwoman, will be her biggest role to date. It'll, for sure. it'll de- oh, absolutely. For sure. I, I, I think so. At okay. least if we're going to be given sort of the, the Catwoman that I think we're going to get with this um, in that the Catwoman that this Catwoman is going to be someone who is always by bats like Batman's side, mm-hmm. whether it's on his side or against him oh. is to be seen. So I haven't seen much of her, but I, I have high hopes for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're making good casting decisions here. Yes. So if they casted her as Catwoman, then I think she's going to be really, really good. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I'll check out Big Little Lies. Is that what you said? Big Little show? Lies. It's it's great. Meryl Streep was in the second season. I'm going to check out Big Little Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we know we have a Meryl Streep fan in the house. Absolutely. Um, okay, so then we've got a couple other villains who got cast. Um, Get me DeMarshall. <laughs> I've got Patrick. One of my favorite movie lines ever from Devil Wears Prada. Oh, my Get God. Get me DeMarshall, yay. <laughs> DeMarshall, yay. Anyways. How recently did you see that movie? To Probably be a couple months ago oh, okay. for the 10th time. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> Hey, it's a great it's movie. It's a classic. It's a great movie. Um, um, so we've got the Riddler, who mm-hmm. is going to be played by Paul Dano, who I'm actually not that familiar with. But Yoni, you you said you've seen him in a couple things. I've seen him in a couple things. So I've seen There Will Be Bla- uh, Blood. There Will Be Blood with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I remember Daniel Day-Lewis was amazing in that movie. I don't exactly remember P- Paul Dano in it, but I mean, that was a pretty good movie. I'm sure he was good in it. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. He was kind of this like weird, creepy character. Like that works for the Riddler. I don't remember. But Little Miss Sunshine was a really good movie, and he was he was good in it. But he was like this weird, eerie guy who like we didn't know much about until kind of the end of it. Mm. So I mean, the Riddler is similar, creepy. similar, right? He's like yeah, a yeah. creepy character. He's like, creepy, you know. And he's always he's always just trying to prove he's smarter than Batman, you know. And he's just this sort of and he's obviously wacky not. character. Okay. Um. So maybe this guy fits the and, role. And, and I'm curious to see what this guy brings to the role because the Riddler has historically been, you know, the guy's the guy's actual name is Edward Nigma. Like his initials, his initial like name that he signs is Enigma. He calls himself an enigma, you know? Like, the guy's all about puzzles. Talk about cocky over so, here. Exactly. So, like, he's always kind of had this bravado to him. Um, and finally, our, 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 our next villain. Our final villain. Our final yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah. Our final villain. Because the other two guys are, aren't really villains. Um, so, our, our next villain and our final villain, who at least that we know for now, is going to be Oswald Cobblepot or the Penguin. <laughs> Very okay. funny name. No, the reason um, I'm laughing at the penguin is because when I think of the penguin, I think of Danny DeVito as the penguin. Right, and the guy they cast is not Danny DeVito. And the guy they cast is a lot different. Yes. So the guy they cast is going to be Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, who's worked on actually Fantastic Beasts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's played a villain before. Yes. And I'm ex- I'm kind of excited to see. I, I'm 
I think I think there's there's a movie that's gonna be coming out in January from Guy Ritchie, uh, called The Gentleman, and he's and he's got and and. Farrell's got this sort of Irish thug vibe to him okay. that I think would play out so cool in this noir sort of Batman. Okay, I think um, I think it's a good cast because the, the yeah I think the, good the casting penguin, good casting in terms of the penguin oh, good cast in general but yeah yeah but like That's the penguin the penguin has historically been like a like a, an arms dealer you know in Gotham City yeah. and I think you know what if you wanted to make him intimidating like an like an Irish thug who maybe has ties to the NRA or not the NRA the IRA sorry. Um, would be really really cool to see. I can picture Colin Farrell as a bad guy. That's that's oh, why absolutely. that's why it's a good casting because I've seen him in Fantastic Beasts. He was really good in that. He was very eerie in it as well. So I mean, I can picture him being a bad guy, which yeah. is it's which is a good sign. Yeah. And uh, so, last but not least, well, this, the last big one, the last big one. So no, let's say. mention the. So there was also uh, Jamie Lawson. Yeah. She's uh, an, an unannounced role. Yeah, and she's she's a recent Juilliard grad. So, so we're no, not sure. No, we'll, yeah. no, no expectations. No really. expectations right now. But I am suspecting that she's going to be playing Barbara Gordon, who which is, is Jim Gordon's Jim daughter, Gordon's, which also is also the Batgirl, the which Batgirl. I'm super excited to see. So if that ends up being the case, but. The, the biggest final big casting. Who, um, who? You know what? You know what? I was kind of expecting that this guy would be in the movie in some capacity, considering uh-huh. their collaborative history. You know, yeah. this, like with Reeves and this guy. Yeah. But um, but I, I was fairly surprised at who he's going to be playing. But I'm unexpected. Excited. And so the actor they cast to be playing Alfred J. Pennyworth or Bruce Wayne's Butler, as my pe- people Bruce might Wayne's not know, Butler. um, is going to be Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Um, so if that name doesn't sound familiar, let me just put an image into your head. My precious. That was Yoni's horrible Gollum impression. <laughs> so he played Gollum in uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Um, he yeah. played Caesar in the War for the Planet or the Planet the of the Planet Apes trilogy. Planet of the trilogy. So if you can't can't picture his name, if you can't picture his face, you can picture him as the yeah. You can picture a, his work. He was also <laughs> Ulysses Claw in um, Black Panther. In the Black Panther and so, in Captain America Civil War and in Captain America Civil War and in Avengers: Age of Ultron. There you go. Um, so he's played some pretty diverse characters. A lot of motion capture he's played. Yeah. Um, so you, you haven't, haven't really seen, seen his face. Yeah, you haven't really seen him, and he's not. I always picture Alfred Pennyworth as this frail. old, chiseled man. Like, I feel like he's frail sometimes. I mean, not sorry, not frail. Like an old man who's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot older than. But it's going to be Bruce. interesting to see yeah. a, a Bruce and a and a Alfred that are maybe maybe only similar in age, years, yeah. twenty years apart. Instead of you know like Alfred being sixty or seventy when he's in his thirties. Because we assume that um, they have they've had Alfred as a butler since Bruce was a little boy. But right. I don't know. Andy Serkis is not that. Old. That old, so he's it's gonna be—it's gonna be a little bit like, different than what, what we're used to. In his forties to fifties. Who, pl- who played him in? Um, uh, who played him in the Dark Knight? Michael, Michael Caine. Yeah. All the, all the. Yeah. So Michael Caine was. Um, Michael Caine was Alfred. a lot older than. Oh, significantly, right? Significantly. So, um, who played him in? Um, who played him in the Ben Affleck Batman's? Oh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Also on the older side, right? Oh, yes. So there you go. He's playing an older version of uh, Adrian Veidt from Watchmen on HBO right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And that show is outstanding. I'll, I, have, I've had to, I have to check if, it out. If you guys are going to be – if you guys end up liking this podcast and, and you want to hear more, believe me, I would – if Yoni ha- doesn't start watching the show, I will do an entire hour-long podcast on the show <laughs> myself. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because that, 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 this it. show is outstanding, <laughs> and I need to talk about it with somebody. Was so, my, Wait, sorry. Was my Michael Caine impression good? No, it was horrible. It was terrible? Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I'll do it. No? He's not like some girl from the valley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) trying. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We'll move on from my Michael Caine impression. So, finally, the last sort of tidbit of news we have around the Batman is its composer. Um, Someone you're likely familiar with, if they're not their name, then their music. Because Mm -hmm. this guy has big, big, like, IP history. So, Michael Giacchino. So I have no idea who that is, but but his work includes The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Ratatouille, Cloverfield, okay, Up. So he's worked with with uh, Matt Reeves before, and and Matt Reeves, Doctor Strange, Spider Man Homecoming, and Far From Home. Okay, so he's done some big, some big scores. Big scores. Okay. Not just scores, superhero scores. Super. So he's he's had some experience with the superheroes. Right. So I mean, listen, the the, the composer. Does not. I mean, it's a big part of the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he'll be good. I'm oh. sure that, that you know, if they're yeah. investing so much money I, into this movie, they're not, they're not picking trash. Exactly. So. And I mean, like, considering the last person you had composed Batman music was Hans Zimmer, you've got to kind of ah, follow it up with the big shoes. To big fill. shoes to fill. I He's mean, that guy, the only that composer done, I know. <laughs> that guy's done scores for so many movies that yeah. I love, like so many: Gladiator, The Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. Interstellar. Um, Oh my God, he's made, uh, the Lion King. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It was music. That was it was Jesse. Music for Jesse Elton said John. Jesse said yeah, 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 yeah. Because I stared at him like, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't see us, obviously. You can't but that's see what us. I did. Um, but yeah. So, so the Batman, the Batman is shaping up to be something I'm really looking forward to. Me too. But it Me is too. a ways down the road. Absolutely. I mean, so we'll get into it when it comes comes into play. Yeah. Um, as we hopefully we'll still be doing this podcast by yes, then. Yes. Big hopes. So just so you guys know, the movie is expected to hit theaters in North America on June 25th, 2021. Wow, that's like two and a half five, months away. Five months before my birthday, so we'll go for my birthday, early birthday present. <laughs> early, <laughs> very sure. early. Six months early, almost. All right, I think this is an excellent way to move on to our next topic on our call sheet. So a little more um, brighter, yeah. a, little, a little, a little more, ha- a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, ha- a happier topic to discuss. I mean, I wouldn't say dark, the Batman is no, not a ha- not. It's not, ha- but it's like more this dark, oh, violent yes, kind yes, of thing. Yes, the Joker yes. was this dark movie, also. Yes. So we're a little bit on the lighter side, is what I meant. Oh yeah, agreed. So our next topic is Disney Plus. Wow, which is now a week today. It has it launched. Um, yep. It officially launched actually in Australia and New Zealand today because it's November nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, but this it it is Disney's official streaming service, um, which I am a proud owner of now, and I have loved. I mean, the service so far bodes um, just just in case you're worried about what content it might have. It has everything Disney. So Disney Films, Disney Television, Disney Channel, Disney XD. And Disney Junior, mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse, right? All of the Mickey Mouse Funhouse Clubhouse stuff. Perfect. Then you've got 20th Century Fox properties, which including is including The Simpsons, okay, um, Avatar, wow, among others. The fact I just said wow because they're still making The Simpsons, not because it's on Disney. Thirty Plus. seasons, bro. Thirty all seasons. thirty seasons. Ridiculous. Yeah, and actually, I can get into that after. But there was an issue with aspect ratio in terms of the way the the show was originally sent out onto platforms mm-hmm. like when it first premiered and then when it premiered on disney plus it was a different like it looked different really so, like there was backlash yeah yeah it's something stupid okay. I, I mean i was never big i never really watched the simpsons religiously so i didn't notice that but um but either way it's also got all almost all of star wars i think it's missing maybe two movies solo and the last jedi but it's, got it's the missing original, the last jedi yeah but it's got the original trilogy <laughs> you've never seen star wars but it's got the original trilogy the prequels 
and uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, among other things, plus some animated stuff. And the new show, right? The Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian, which just How is premiered. that for a Star Wars fan? Uh, really good. I really enjoyed it. Two there episodes already? Pe- yeah, two episodes. Two episodes, because they premiered the first two episodes in the first week. Uh, and episodes release release weekly on Fridays. Okay. Um, there are people who haven't like loved it. They weren't blown away by it. But, sure. But most of Star Wars fans and enjoy casual moviegoers who are like, oh, something Star Wars, maybe I'll sure, enjoy. Sure, I'll this. check it out. Okay. Uh, have have seemed to enjoy the content. Okay. Um, there's um, also National Geo. Right? National Geographic, which they just purchased recently in their massive like six billion dollar acquisition of 20th Century Fox. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, it's it basically Dr. Six Evil asking for billion money. billion dollars. Right? And then you've got their Pixar. other Disney animated wing, uh, which is Pixar. Um, and so movies finally... Like, movies like Up, yeah. uh, The Incredibles, Frozen. Frozen, so... And finally, you've got Marvel uh, and Marvel Studios. Wow. And okay. you've got... So, when it launched in Canada last week... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 16 of the 23 MCU movies were available on the service. Other remaining movies they've listed but aren't available to stream yet. But the benefit, the thing that I th- at least I found was pretty cool, is they list the date that it'll be available. That is pretty cool. I mean, because it's still some of them are still on Netflix, right? Yeah, some of them are still on Netflix. Um, so yeah. at least in Canada. So you're gonna be you're gonna be. So stuck I'll, watching the movies so on a different service. It's fine. I'll just bounce around between my uncle's Netflix and my uncle's Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, Yoni, you haven't so, been able to check anything out yet, unfortunately. So, the, so I do have a little bit of not. So, I. I okay, let me start. Do you, want, do you want me to hear? Disney Plus. This is what I think. Okay. I think it's a huge dive down, dive into nostalgia. Like oh, I think it's absolutely. absolutely it's, it's it's amazing. Like. I grew up with all these movies, Lion King, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Mulan, all these movies I grew up with. I still have the VHS at home. Mm-hmm. But how long can you dive into nostalgia? Yeah. So what I mean by that is Netflix, for example, the reason why they've been so sustainable is originally they started dropping movies, TV shows, movies and TV shows that are on TV, on TV that have been released into theaters. That like They keep coming out with new, um, new content for the site. Obviously, mm-hmm. these movies are not new, but they're new for the site. And there's a lot of options on Netflix, but also their original content. Yeah. So shows like Orange is the New Black, uh, Stranger Things, uh, Narcos, like all Atypical. these. Atypical. There's a lot of stuff. A, that's on there's a lot of originals that yeah. people love. Like Orange is the New Black is one of the biggest shows in the world. So is Stranger Things. Yeah. So, I mean, they're constantly churning out all this original content. So How is Disney Plus going to be able to compete? How is Disney Plus going to be able to compete? Like, it's obviously competing. Like, people are already buying into it and, like, diving into the nostalgia and enjoying the old movies but how long can you do that for like they need to i think they need to come out with originals and constantly drop uh movies that yeah. have come out in the past to keep it kind of sustainable right no or am make, i going crazy make, no, no, like no, no, i feel no, like that make, makes you make sense, an absolutely right? valid point i mean i mean netflix is like fortunately had the monopoly on the streaming service game for for a long time right? while, while other streaming services have, have released in the subsequent years since netflix sort of did this um, there's some big ones, Crave, Hulu, that yeah. people use, but I know Netflix is the one. Ever since right. Blockbuster closed, Netflix has yeah. been the go-to. So, so, so um, <laughs> Disney Plus, fortunately, along with The Mandalorian, did launch some original content as soon as the site was launched. Yeah. Um, High School Musical, the, High School musical, musical, the, 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 the show, musical, the movie. The High School <laughs> Musical, the musical, the series. The musical, the musical, the series, the show, the... Anyways. Um, Encore, 
which is a show from Kristen Bell about musical theater people. Okay. Um, then there's this show called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, okay. which I watched the first episode. I loved. Okay. I thought it was funny because well, I, love loved, Jeff Goldblum, I love but Jeff it's Goldblum. It's very particular, right? Yes, it's very particular. Um, but also, they launched uh, their live action Lady and the Tramp, which is exclusive to Disney Plus, which has gotten some pretty good reviews um, when it launched on November 12th. So. Just to just to discuss about the issue of comparing original content, yeah, Netflix is way ahead. Netflix is way ahead, and you're you're not absolutely you're not wrong in that. Disney is likely going to be behind for it'll a significant take, it'll period take some of time. time. But, but 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 the day of, how many users it crashed the site? It based so people are buying problems. into it. If I'm not mistaken, I had read an article in that um, Disney was anticipating anywhere between seven and eight million subscribers on launch date. Okay, and they hit over ten. Okay, so and also, when have you ever seen someone subscribe to something and unsubscribe later on? So all these people are, are there for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's unsubscribing. It's it's worth it. It's a hundred percent worth it. Like I can go home tonight, turn on my uncle's Disney Plus, and watch The Lion King and watch all these movies that I grew up with yeah. and be content. But I don't know how many times I can rewatch them. No, I get that. But I will say. If you're looking to sort of expand what you're into watching, I mean, you haven't seen anything Star Wars. So I haven't. There's you're right. lots of content. So I have options. You that's it's brand true. new for I have you, right? Options. You probably haven't seen every uh, Pixar movie that's out there. I've there's seen a lot, but no, I haven't content, seen all of them. But there's also Pixar shorts. There are little short films that they've released that have won Oscars. Yep, you're right. Bow. I remember seeing Bow just because it was an opening for Incredibles yes. 2. Um, so there's there's lots of stuff that I think if, if people are willing to give it a chance, it'll prove – that there's there's lots of stuff out there. So ju- just in case you're curious, some things that dropped at launch along with the original content include all the classic and original Star Wars films, the X-Men animated series from the 90s along with the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s, which I watched religiously with my brothers um, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame launched on Disney Plus on launch date. The first three Star uh, Toy Story movies launched on okay. launch date, so you can prepare yourself for when Toy Story Four gets on Absolute there. Absolute classics. Absolutely. Um, again, James Cameron's Avatar. Okay. Um, all thirty seasons of The Simpsons, and then again, animated classics like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, um, and The Lion King are all on there. So there's, so there's lots of. They're also they're saving themselves, right? Like Marvel, a lot of people in the world. Marvel's huge, and yeah. they're really like. They're ramping it up so that all the Marvel content is on Disney Plus. And if you're oh, yeah. a Marvel fan, you're gonna have Disney, Disney Plus, Plus to watch just Marvel. Even. Disney Plus is a, if you're if you're a fan of the MCU and, and what Marvel Studios has been doing like since 2008, Disney Plus is gonna be a must for you if you're Absolutely. gonna want to be paying attention. They are dropping a lot of original content. They are dropping content. so much original what, content. So let's go over so it quickly. Some of the original content they're gonna be dropping, TV show wise. Because they've only announced TV series that are going to be coming. I'm, re- I'm actually really no excited for this, yet. and I, m- I might have to get Disney Plus just for these shows, just to keep up with the MCU. I love the MCU, and I mean, if they're going to tie in all these shows to yeah. the movies that are dropping in Phase Four, like the Doctor Strange movie, the the Shang Chi, Shang Chi, like all these movies, yeah. like I'm going to need to get the shows. Yeah. So, um, they announced that there are going to be s- seven or eight series that are currently in development yeah. and or shooting at this point now. Yeah. Um, so. We've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming uh, fall 2020. But then again, fall 2020 is in a long time from now, so I have to wait until fall yeah. 2020 to actually... Yes, it's true. While the content is still a ways away, Marvel Studios-wise... I'm still hype. I'm still so Once hyped. it starts churning out, we've got... So we've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier fall 2020. Mm-hmm. Then we've got WandaVision, yeah. which is another show that they're going to be releasing, coming spring 2021. Loki, summer 2021, 
Um, I'm really excited for Loki. I love that character. I know. I'm very excited. Then we've got shows like Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel all coming to the streaming service. Yeah. So we've got we've got lots of content that's going to be churning out. And then there's going to be movies that you're going to have to be able to connect these to that are going to be in, in in theaters. So so if you're if you're a fan of any of these films, I'm sorry, but you're getting you're Disney Plus. Wanting, you're going to be wanting to spend money on Disney Plus. And 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 if you're you're wondering about that price tag, it's not like it's not, that it's bad, not like it's like not Netflix. That it, it's it's eight ninety nine a month, which isn't terrible. If you want to buy it for the year, it's ninety dollars for the entire year. Yeah. So you're saving yourself some money. You're saving yourself about twenty bucks if you decide to get it for the year. But and also, once they release movies um, internationally into theaters, they're gonna start dropping them on uh, Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Like they just dropped uh, the Avatar, mm-hmm. which is perfect for its uh, sequel release next yeah. year, I think. Right? Uh, I believe it's out twenty twenty one. Sorry, almost a little more than a year. But anyways, like th- all these movies are movies that I'm gonna go back and watch a hundred percent. Like I haven't seen the Avatar since it came into theater since it came into theaters mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. I believe it was 2008. Nope, 2009. Damn it. I keep but getting the years you wrong. Flipped them. You flipped I them. flipped them. Damn it. Anyways, so, I mean, Disney Plus, so far, I definitely recommend it. I have used it, just not my own. <laughs> Do you think you're going to get it? Be honest. Do you think you're going to get it? I, I, I'm going to get it. You think you're just going to wait to get it? I, I'm going to get it when Falcon and the Winds are sold. I'm, I'm Fall gonna, 2020. I'm going to have to get it. Like, yeah. damn it, I'm going to have to get it. Yeah. And when I showed you that little documentary they, they released for uh, exclusively on Disney Plus, it's like I think it's like twelve minutes long. It just sort of gave you a preview of what's gonna be coming. It got me so excited. It, I'm like, I I, I think I watched release that four them times. right now. I think I've watched release that four it release it right now. I know. I want the content now. And and the thing the thing that's gonna drive me even more insane is that I think these shows that they're gonna be releasing are gonna be weekly, like the Star Wars show is, and not gonna be bingeable so you, all at once. You, anti- you know what I mean? Like once I finish a show in uh, three days, two if I'm really watching it, it's done. But if they're releasing, there's something to to be excited for mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. You know, so very, very clever. Yeah, I, I'm really. It's a good idea. But again, like I hope they stay consistent, and I hope there's enough content for me to yeah. watch. You know, like because Netflix, to, Netflix to is always putting Netflix is always putting things on. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you can always scroll through Netflix and find something because there's right. so much on it. No, no, you're right. You know, so. Okay. That would be the comparison. So it looks like um, it seems like that's gonna be. A we're wrap coming to a our, close right now for our first episode of the of the Keeping It Real podcast. How do you, how do you think it went? Uh, if you guys are if you guys like this podcast, like subscribe. Oh no, I was asking you. Oh. <laughs> I was asking you how you think it went. I think it went great. I think it went great too. Like, I, I mean, I, dude, I, you know I love having these talks with you. It's you know, I, love, I love I love, I love so, shooting about movies with you. Just any, anything. So I think we're going to come to a close. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys listen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. As, as they say in the movie world, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks for listening.